What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Bentz, and thank you so much for joining us on the AEW Insider Podcast Edition. This is the Movies and More episode. I do have a show that I watched this week. I do have what's opening this week. I do have some trailer reviews. I've got a lot of movie news, some streaming news, music news, uh, pop culture news, what have you, plus the weekend box office. Remember to check us out on all social media, Facebook, YouTube, Podcast, AEW Insider, on Twitter, AEW Insider 1. Let's get to the show. I did watch episode three of The Mandalorian. That's a Star Wars film about the bounty hunter who's kind of like Jabba Fett. I have to say it was the best episode yet. Like literally, this one had everything. Drama, tons of fucking action, awesome special effects, great background in the story. If you weren't hooked on the show and you watched this one, you fucking will be. It was so good. I do give episode 3 of The Mandalorian a 9.5 out of 10. That's how fucking good it was, peeps. Opening this week, we do have Knives Out. This movie looks great. It's about this rich old guy. Uh, He has his family over. and probably to tell them none of them are getting money or maybe only one of them is. You have to be worthy. Who knows? They come over for a big dinner. That night, he gets murdered in his sleep or just murdered, period. And then all the fucking family members are, of course, suspects. It's got, like, Jamie Lee Curtis in it. It's got Daniel Craig from James Bond. He plays the cop, the detective, who comes to the house and tries to figure out the murder. It's got Chris Evans in it. Captain America. It looks fucking awesome. So definitely check out uh, excuse me, Knives Out this weekend. Opening this week also, we do have Queen and Slim. To me, it's Bonnie and Clyde, but the couple is black instead of white. It shows a black couple driving home, minding their own business. They get pulled over by a racist cop who happens to be white. Uh, Some kind of altercation happens. The cop ends up getting killed. Of course, they're just blamed for it, not believe what happened because of the color of their skin, and they go on the run. And I think the nation, you know what I mean, starts to love them and is behind them. But what they did, and I don't know what they do after, the cops want their asses. So all the reviews I see for this are fucking amazing. And I promise to watch it this week so I can give my own review. So check out Queen and Slim. Last week, I did talk about a trailer for a movie called Almost Home that opens this week. It's about these homeless kids in L.A. It's got this girl. I can't say she comes from a good home, but she's got a home, and she's about to get robbed. This blonde-headed chick comes and saves her. Come to find out the blonde's homeless. The other girl wants the bomb with her. She acts like she's homeless or does become it, and crazy shit happens. It looks excellent. Almost Home. And finally, tomorrow, debuting on Netflix, we do have Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. Now, everybody is waiting to see this. It's got the return of Joe Pesci, it's got Robert De Niro, and it's got Al Pacino in the same fucking movie. It it, it goes over the character's lifetime. It shows them when they're younger, middle-aged, and older, and they use computer-generated special effects to do it, and you can't even tell. It looks amazing. The reviews for this one, of course, are off the fucking chain. It's going to be, excuse me, Scorsese's best, if not the best. You got to check out The Irishman. New trailer reviews. From the producer of Get Out and the movie Us comes Antebellum. 
starring Jan Janelle Monet. Uh, I don't know what this one's about because it's fucked up. I actually have to read about it until they make a, you know, a longer trailer. But it looks crazy. It shows, like, these chicks in slavery days and this fucked up shit's happening. But then it shows the same chick in our day and age. So I don't know if it's their ancestors. I don't know if they're really in this time and they're tripping to another time like Jacob's Ladder. Or they're having flashbacks or she was reincarnated. I don't know. But if the people from uh, Get Out and Us are behind it, you know it's going to be fucking dope. So check out the trailer. Trailer 4, Antebellum. And finally for new trailers, there's one called The Wolf Hour. This one intrigues me because of the setting of it. It takes place in the summer of 77. That's when a big, big blackout happened in New York City and a heat, a heat wave. And also when son of Sam, Sam Berkowitz, was running around killing people. He was a serial killer. He had like a big 44 Magnum or some shit. And he literally would roll up the couples or blonde women or something like that and literally just blow their fucking heads off, just shoot them. And he swore that he was the son of Satan or Sam and his dog was the one telling him to do it until the cops caught up with him, which I don't want to get into, blah, blah, blah. But uh, what you call it, they say a lot of babies were made in the summer of 77 because of the blackout. And I attest to that because I was actually born in December of that year, just saying. But uh, what you call it, anyway... The movie looks fucking excellent. It stars Naomi Watts. And I don't, like, she sees all this stuff going around her. She's got Son of Sam. I mean, sees it, but I, somebody's harassing her. Maybe comes after her. Maybe it's in her head. It's another teaser trailer, and it's a really fucked up film, so I don't even know exactly what's going on, but it looked good enough to talk about. So check out the trailer for The Wolf Hour. On to some movie news. Godzilla vs. King Kong has been pushed back. Yeah, that's right. They actually did make Godzilla vs. King Kong. It was supposed to come out early 2020, but it did get pushed back till November of 2020. The creator of Jack Reacher, the movie franchise and the books, has just deemed Tom Cruise too old to play Jack Reacher. To me, what the fuck sense does that make? I'm a big fan of the Jack Reacher books. If you read Jack Reacher, he's a big, tall dude. He's big as fuck. Like, he's built. He's tall. He's muscular. We already dispended disbelief to have Tom Cruise play him in the first place with his height and his size. And, of course, he's the fucking man because Tom Cruise could be anything. Now you're getting on his ass over his age? Are you fucking insane? But who knows? Now, I grew up in the 80s. Yes, I'm that old. I lived in Fairview, New Jersey, and I seen Howard the Duck in a movie theater. As a kid, I loved it. As I got older, I noticed how many people hate Howard the Duck. If you weren't, if you did notice in Guardians of the Galaxy 1, there was a character called the Collector. He had a room or factory filled of all his stuff he collected. Howard the Duck was actually in one of his glass cases. Anyway, if you're a fan of Howard the Duck, it's time to rejoice. Because Kevin Smith is making a Howard the Duck TV series with Netflix. And it's awesome. After the heart attack, Kevin Hart, I mean, Kevin Smith is back. He did his movie. He did Jay's movie, like the documentary, whatever, the comedy. He also is doing a He-Man Masters of the Universe show for Netflix. Now we're Howard the Duck show. So that's fucking awesome. In a recent interview, J.J. Abrams revealed that a careless actor was responsible for the legit leak of the new Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker script. Here's what Mr. Abrams had to say. The actors knew. 
The security is insane. The company, what have you. The company was really nervous about getting anything getting out. So they had only a handful of scripts and they were printed on a crazy, uncopyable paper. Then one of our actors, I'm not going to say which one, I want to, but I won't, left it under their bed and it was found by somebody cleaning their place and it was given to someone else who went to sell it on eBay. So earlier in the year when they were saying the Star Wars script was on eBay, that literally was the fucking script. But then Abrams also confirmed that they were able to retrieve the script before any real damage was done. That's just fucking insane. Come to find out that Warner Brothers Studios is look, looking to reboot Superman again. Uh, they are taking auditions from people. They're taking scripts from people. They're doing production meetings, what have you. Actually, Creed star Michael B. Jordan went to them, had a sit-down meeting about being the next Superman with his twist on it. Obviously, him being black and some other stuff. Nothing set in stone now, but right now, that's what's going on behind the scenes and remaking the Superman franchise. All right, peace. I'm going to take a break real quick. I still got a bunch of more movie news. I've got TV news, streaming news, music news, and also the weekend box office. So make sure you tune back in. I'll be right back. All right, peace. We're back. Let's get back to the show. It's always in sunny in Philadelphia star Danny DeVito has gone on record and said that he wants to make Matilda part two. Fans would love it, which I know. I'm not a huge fan, but I give you my word, that legit is my daughter's all-time favorite movie. This is what Mr. DeVito had to say about it. I always wanted to do a Matilda 2, but when the kid was still a kid. That was like 20, 25 years ago. If we did it now, maybe Matilda has a kid and we could do something with that. I don't know. If that idea doesn't pan out, maybe we could see where Bruce Bontrotter is up to. Did he lose weight, gain weight? Does a side of chocolate cake fill him with murderous rage? It's a gritty Matilda sequel that we demand. I think DeVito's tripping with that. Well, in 2016, a remake of the horror cult classic Pumpkinhead was announced. Since then, we haven't heard anything until now. It is still on, it's in early production, and there will be a remake of Pumpkinhead. Let's hope they do it justice, and it's even better than the original. The original Pumpkinhead is a classic, but if you watch it, it's fucking retarded. But he is the man, so let's hope they give him a proper movie. The Craven Estate, as in Wes Craven's family are taking pictures for a new Nightmare on Elm Street film. Not talking about making one in the future. Right now, they are accepting and reading scripts. So when they pick one that they like, they just got to find a studio to make it. Unlike Friday the 13th, they're not in court, you know, fighting over fucking who says who. His family got the rights to it and nothing can stop them. So definitely expect to see Kruger return in the next few years. The cult classic RoboCop is being rebooted again. I like the remake they did a few years back, even though other people didn't. I guess Hollywood did not, and they are giving it another reboot. This time, it will be a direct sequel to 1987's original RoboCop. If done right, this could definitely kick ass, and it will be directed by Abe Forsythe. And finally, for movie news, it has been announced that James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, which is Suicide Squad 2, might be rated R. After Joker made a billion dollars, the floodgates are now open for DC rated R films. It might actually be the edge that they need. On to some TV news. 
Survivor, the TV show? Well, the star of Survivor is Silas Gaither. He actually appeared on season three, which was a long time ago, but still. Uh, well, he was arrested for rape. It's from an incident that supposedly happened in 2018. So it was either yesterday or the day before. He's actually in jail right now on rape charges, which is pretty fucked up. The Walking Dead had its mid-season finale and people were not too happy. I thought it was kind of boring. The cool part this season is that they're showing Eugene talking to that mystery woman on the radio. In a comic book, she actually is part of and leads them to the Commonwealth. In a comic book, there's a community, three different communities come to find out, but the one they're talking about has over 50,000 people in it, and they're all cut off pretty much from the zombies and what's going on outside. They live like with a government and everything. In the comics, that's actually where Rick Grimes does get killed, and the Walking Dead series does wrap up. So this could be a sign that this is where the AE, excuse me, AMC's Walking Dead will end in the next couple of seasons, which I hope not, but it could. Uh, also, too, uh, there, like I said, there are three of these communities. The other one is where Rick went to, where he got taken to when the Walking Dead movies are going to take place. And Maggie, where she's supposedly been, been is at another one. Uh, and also, too, the new show. It's a Walking Dead called like World Beyond or Beyond Worlds. It's coming out. And that's about kids who actually grew up in that community who never seen a zombie in their life. They've been sheltered. They go to school. They're on a football team. And they venture out to the outside world. World where the walking dead is so stay tuned peeps if you're a fan don't give up on it yet the mandalorian has dethroned stranger things for being the most streamed tv show stranger things has held that number one spot for five months until the newest episode of the mandalorian the mandalorian had a hundred million views in a week compared to stranger things 81 million views so congrats to the mandalorian streaming news Disney Plus has finally added a continue watching section because if you watch something on Disney Plus, if you stopped it, it's not like you can just go where it was. I mean, go right there and then start it again. You'd actually have to search for it or dig through the menus to what you're watching and go click on it. Well, now like Netflix on your home screen, it has what could you have you were watching and you could just continue it. And they are making more improvements. Music news. Eminem is releasing a new version of his own Slim Shady album next month. So I don't know how I feel about that. Right now, it's a hard pass for me. The original Slim Shady album is fucking classic. He was in a different mindset at that time. I don't know what he could do to remake it. I don't get it, but it's coming out. Video game news. The modders, if you don't know what a modder is, if on the PC, unlike PlayStation and Xbox, well, you could do it, but you have to know how, people modify games. They'll change the graphics, what have you. Like this year, Resident Evil 2 remake. There's a big monster that chases you around the whole time. The modders got a hold of it, and they actually turned them into Pennywise or other scary monsters. Well, in Red Dead 2, that's out right now, they actually turned the enemies into zombies. So if you're a Red Dead fan, you know one of the older ones had a zombie DLC when everybody in the world was zombies and it was awesome. Well, Rockstar didn't put one out yet and people want it, so the modders took it into their own hands and it looks pretty fucking cool. I got a 17-minute video up on our Twitter, so check it out. And finally, for video game news, famous video game maker Hideo Kojami. 
He made such little titles like Metal Gear and Death Stranding like he's the man. He announced that his next game will be a horror game. Right now he's watching horror movies for research. He did an amazing demo that never got made of the horror game called P1 years ago. I'm telling you, peeps, this is going to be awesome. And finally, an entertainment news story. The founder of Papa John's, a.k.a. the guy from the commercial, was legit fired from his own company. Some co-workers released a video of him using the N-word. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, he did an interview and revealed that in the last 40 days since he's been fired, he has eaten 30 Papa John's pizzas to make sure they didn't change anything. That can't be healthy at all. And even though he used the N-word, he claims that he really does like Shaquille O'Neal, the guy he used to do commercials with. All right, weekend box office. Number one, of course, was Frozen 2. Worldwide, it made over $350 million fucking dollars. It is the highest opening for an animated feature in history. Years ago, Frozen 1 was the highest opening. Earlier this year, the Lion King, uh, Lion King live-action remake took it off, and now Frozen 2 has reclaimed its spot. Number one worldwide, $350 million. Number two, Ford vs. Ferrari with $16 million. Number three, the Mr. Rogers behind-the-scenes biography movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, 13.6 movie million. I thought A Beautiful Day would be Ford vs. Ferrari. That's surprising. Number four was 21 Bridges, and number five was Midway. All right, peeps, that's it for this week's episode of Movies and More. I wanted to get it out to you guys. And I'm going to be busy the next couple of days, but I'll never stop working. So I'll be putting stuff out here and there. Uh, I got family coming over, cooking to do, Black Friday shopping, work. You know the deal, peeps. But definitely check out our YouTube. I got so many videos on there. I got our top holiday movies. The top holiday horror movies is coming soon. We got a lot of stuff in the pipeline. Uh, check out Jabber Jabber Wrestling Universe if you like any WWE wrestling. Check out our AEW Insider if you like regular wrestling. Uh, on all social media, Facebook, YouTube, and podcasting platforms with the AEW Insider. And on Twitter with the AEW Insider 1. Uh, definitely check out YouTube, peeps, all right? I'll be back in a couple days. Ciao.